Amen. Uh, my name is Jeremiah Roper. I'll introduce my family, my, my lovely bride, Erica. Uh, Valerie, uh, she is 14. Sophia, she is 11. Joshua is in Sunday school. Uh, and it is uh, an, a great privilege, uh, preacher, to stand behind uh, this this pulpit and to proclaim the Word of God uh, this morning. I, I count it a privilege uh, to teach uh, and proclaim the word of God behind another man uh, called uh, uh, a man called of God, uh, and um, I feel like I, I'm I'm that little tea baller uh, setting up the tea to and just wait for Brother Fielder to come up and, and slug that home run today, and and it's exactly what my prayer is for Heritage Baptist Church is for for God to do a mighty work uh, in and through this local New Testament church, and we're missionaries uh, to the U.S. military, uh, going to Sicily, Italy, to, uh, to train under your missionary, Al and Elizabeth Hamilton, for a short span of time, and Lord willing, uh, take over that ministry there uh, in Sicily, and we're excited because we're, we're desiring to be there uh, in March, and that's our, our prayer, so I ask you to, to pray uh, with us uh, on that, and uh, there's a lot of things that have to happen between now and then, and uh, and I was asked to to share something um, uh, from the Word of God, and we're going to start in a very familiar passage of Scripture. Try, uh, uh, turn to John chapter number three, if you would. We have this familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, uh, we we've looked at God's mission all week long, and uh, you can say a lot of mission uh, planning, and especially the military. Uh, you have your mission, and but there's a lot of plans that go into that. And we're going to look at, we're going to go back, you can say, before creation. We're going to look at some of the planning that happened and then uh, what the Lord has for us uh, today and moving forward uh, for the cause of Christ and missions. Because uh, the Bible says there, we're going to start in verse number 3, John chapter number 3, this conversation with the, that Pharisee Nicodemus. And the Bible says in John chapter number 3, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Notice that punctuation at the end of that verse. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And we can all read, uh, please read with me, uh, verse number 16, ready, begin. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you look in that verse uh, there, uh, and, and, and the surrounding verses, seven times, you can, if you're taking notes, uh, we see a dedication uh, to the world. The, the whosoever will, we just uh, sung uh, just a moment ago, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, right now there's 7.9 billion whosoever's on the face of this planet right now. When we started deputation, that number was 7.8. It is estimated by March, actually before March, it'll be well over 8 billion people 
And we see here, if we continue reading in verse number 7, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Those 8 billion that are going to be on the face of the planet, uh, he, he's concerned. He, he, he gave his only begotten son for each and every one of them. And I'd like, uh, I'm going to kind of go back in, uh, in time, if you will, before creation and look at God's mission or you can say that plan that he had for each and every one of those whosoevers, because it tells us there in Titus chapter number uh, one, verse number two, uh, number two, and hopes of eternal life, which God that that cannot lie. Uh, so, in hope of eternal life, that that eternal salvation, that uh, if you're a believer, you have in hopes of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. So you see, there was a, a, a promise made there before creation of hope. And we read John chapter number 3, verse number 16, and many have known that. You can say it's one of the most even famous verses in all of Scripture. Very, very familiar, but what about the John three sixteen of the Old Testament? Turn there in Isaiah Chapter number uh, 50, uh, 53, if you would, you can say the Old Testament, John three sixteen, and And being on deputation, uh, there's many lessons to learn in, in the ministry of deputation. And one thing has been uh, for sure is, is, uh, is being in the pew watching those, uh, those seasoned uh, preachers, those men of God proclaim the truth. Uh, of the scriptures and, uh, and, and, and learning to have a, a spiritual imagination. And I need you to have a spiritual imagination uh, with me today because it tells us here in Isaiah 53, verse number uh, 4, and, and that imagination, I, I want you uh, there in eternity's past, God the Father uh, promising hope of eternal life through His Son. And no doubt what he's, he's going to send his son to do, uh, we we're, we're going to see here in, in verse number four, God the Father. I have this, this picture in my head imagining God the Father there with tears coming down his face. Because it tells us here, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of, what's that next word? Smitten of God. So what, uh, what I'm proclaiming to you to, uh, this morning is God the Father sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross and that he, he smote His Son for my sins. And, and no doubt there was, there was sorrow, the Scripture tells us there. Tears are coming down his, his face. And, and, and you look there in uh, verse number 10, and uh, there was not just sorrow there. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, as Christ uh, uh, said, it is finished there on the cross. It tells us there in verse number 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And, and there's a smile on the, on the Father's face that day. Because salvation's uh, that promise, that plan, that mission for you and I to call upon the name of the Lord there on the cross of Calvary, it was finished. He had a smile there. 
And, and, and we come back to John chapter number 3, and, and here I do believe uh, the Messiah, the, the Son of God, is trying to reveal himself to Nicodemus uh, multiple times over. And Nicodemus is, is just not getting it. Uh, he, he's, hey, I must be, you must be born again. And he's asking that question, how so? Uh, paraphrasing, of course. Uh, how is that possible? And, and Christ is revealing that Old Testament scripture that he would know by the back of his hand for sure. And yet we, he, he still doesn't get it. And we, we come to our text here uh, in, in verse number 14. And as Moses lifted up the wilderness, and, and I, I picture Nicodemus sitting there, if, if I can put it this way, he just can't get it, and he's sitting there with his head down, and he's just trying to figure it out. And Christ sees him and says, I know exactly the scripture to tell him. There, and, uh, and it tells us there, and, verse, and, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And then that, if you have that imagination with me today, that's when Nicodemus looked at the Savior and, and, and he's saying the Son of Man must be lifted up. And, and if you mind the punctuation there in Scripture, that's a continuation of thought there. And it says, and what does he say exactly as he has his attention? It says there in verse number that whosoever believeth in and I, I picture the Lord Jesus saying, believeth in him. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then we see the dedication, the explanation uh, of, of everything, that dedication to the entire world. But I, there's a plan for you and I. And I want to pick on uh, 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 Peter for a little bit. He's, uh, he's always put him, himself out there. Um, as a disciple, what was his occupation? Help me out. What was his occupation? Okay. So as, 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 as Peter was uh, being, you can say, called into the ministry there in Luke chapter number, uh, number 5, was Peter there on the, the shoreline or, or where did Christ want him to go? Because in Luke chapter number 5, he says, hey, launch out into the deep. He's been toiling all night and, 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 and Christ said, hey, not, no, I need you to, to stop mending your nets. Go and let out your nets for a draught. And we, we're very familiar with that passage. Peter's like, okay, Lord, I, I'll obey. Here's a net. And that's the beginning, you can say, what Christ. And, and may I remind you, he, throughout Scripture, we're suppo- uh, the Bible is very clear. We're supposed to be fishers of men. But that's the beginning of uh, of Peter, you can say, uh, and his call into what, what about right before Christ's ascension? Where did he find it? What, what, what were the disciples doing right before Christ ascended up to heaven? They were fishing. I find it very interesting at the beginning of Peter's ministry, at the very end, uh, right before Christ ascended back up into heaven, he found Peter fishing. There in John uh, chapter number 21, uh, uh, Christ finds his disciples fishing. Peter jumps in head first and into the water. He swims, and, and I want us to see this at the end of uh, uh, verse number 8. And, and the other disciples came in the little ships, for they were not far from land, but as it were, 200 cubits dragging their nets 
nets with them. You see, the plan of God is not for us to be on the shoreline casting a line in the water. He says, launch out into the deep. Here on this Sunday morning, faith promise, where are you? Are you, are you on the shoreline? And, and I want to kind of go back to the plan of God uh, and because he, he, the, the plan was to use you and I to get the gospel message all around the world. And it tells us there, if you'll turn to 1 John chapter number 4, 1 John 4, it tells us, uh, 1 John 4, 9, and this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Amen. Here in His love, verse 10, 1 John 4.10, Here in His love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse number 11, here it is, you and I. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. If you were to turn to Mark chapter uh, number 12, uh, uh, the, uh, Christ was always asked questions, and uh, we, we have that passage of Scripture, which is the greatest commandments of all, and, and Christ says, hey, uh, you, you individually, the, the saints of God, I, I need you to love God with all your being. That, that, that first commandment, to love God with all your heart, with everything you've got. But that very next verse is to love your neighbor as thyself. And, and I, feel, I find it very interesting that Christ, His plan is to love our neighbors as ourself. And you can look around and you have some neighbors amongst you here this morning. You go home and you definitely have your physical neighbors, some that you may like and you may not. At, at, at work, you, you have your neighbors there. And the Bible is very clear that we have to love them as thyself. And, so, and, and I know some of you are thinking, well, that's very hard. I don't know if I can do it. It's not an option. It's actually a commandment. And I, and I want to kind of go back to the basics there because if we're supposed to love them as thyself, how are we supposed to show the love of God? And I can think of no other way of fulfill, to do so but to fulfill the great commandment. The great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Luke 24 tells us to start here in our Jerusalem. Now, amongst our neighbors, uh, that we're supposed to show love as ourselves. To love them more and, and to show Christ-like love. And that is proclaiming the gospel to them. And, 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 and as we do, we, we open up Scripture and say, hey, do, are, you, are you sure you're on your way to heaven? And we, we open up uh, uh, the plan of salvation and, and we witness to them and, and we, we, we just simply do what God has enabled us to do and, and given us a tool and share our gospel witness. Just, hey, this is how I was saved. 
You're just sharing your personal testimony with somebody. Sharing uh, the love of God uh, to them. And, and, and I just, what happens, uh, and part of my training there in Okinawa in a military missions church under Pastor Ed Novato, if, uh, I, was a, I was an altar worker, and, and uh, no doubt uh, military missions, a very fruitful ministry. Uh, you can say it this way, uh, the Marines, the Air Force, the Navy, the Army, all, they, they know what could happen deployed. For deployed, death is very real to them. And when they hear what God did for them, they, they walk the aisle. We had, we had several weeks, I believe it was 42, 46 weeks in a row, there was a decision for the cause of Christ. Someone getting saved, joining the church, being baptized, whatever, there, there was, it's a fruitful ministry. But having to have the privilege of opening up Scripture and, 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 and a Marine calling upon the name of the Lord. For them to realize, I, Pastor Novato would often wait because I'd be very thorough in that and, and, and he would wait because I'd be 20, 30, 40 minutes with somebody making sure their salvation is true and, and they're sealed until the day of redemption and, 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 and make sure they have the security before we leave that room. But I'll tell you, he would wait at the bottom of the steps because I'd often go to the teen room 40 minutes, and he's often the only, time, only one in the building. And he would do the, the same thing each and every time. Brother Oprah, do we, do, we, do we have a decision this morning? Oftentimes, yes, Pastor, we do. And what, what is the decision today? So-and-so trusted Christ as Savior. He, he, well, he, this was not his response. I can tell Well, amen. Brother Roper, what was this decision? So-and-so trusted Christ as Savior. Amen. Watching someone turn from darkness into light, from the power of Satan unto God. Uh, there was joy in my heart. My pastor was excited. He would come unglued. Uh, he would jump for joy. And if anyone were around, excuse me, please. I have an announcement to make. So-and-so trusted Christ as Savior. If there was joy there. All because the plan of salvation was given. Someone called upon the name of the Lord, and the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. There's joy, but there's not just joy here on earth. When someone gets saved, turn to Luke chapter number 15. Luke chapter number 15, we have this illustration, this parable, if you will. It tells us there in Luke 15, number 3, and he spake this parable unto them, saying, These Pharisees, scribes that were murmuring, uh, and, and it says there in verse number four, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness? And what's that next word? And go. Are we going this morning? Are we, are we getting off the shoreline? And are, are we going after that which was lost? You see, because when we do that here, we have this in this scripture and go after that which is lost until he find it. There's a fervency there. He's searching and he, he, he's making sure he's, he's doing his diligence. He's, he's, he's in the prayer closet praying for some soul to be saved for, for days, for weeks, for even years for someone to be saved. And he's going there and, and when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth to get, uh, together his friends. And here it is. 
and neighbors. Those neighbors that he's supposed to love. Uh, he can't call them together with him and to rejoice with them if, they, if he's not loving them as self. And we, we see this, and it, there's a time of rejoice. I say unto you that likewise, verse 7, joy shall be where? In heaven. Joy shall be heaven in heaven over one sinner. Number two this morning, there's a dedication to the individual that you and I are involved in. God's plan was to use man to reach the entire world. There must be a, a dedication to the entire world. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. And I don't know about you, but if Christ takes valuable scripture, if you continue reading there in verse 8, what does he do? He repeats himself. He's saying, hey, do you get it? There's joy in the amongst the, of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Read it. Uh, study it. And, and he's, he's, Christ is making sure you and I know that there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. But we have to have a dedication to the individual to go after that which is lost. In military missions, especially overseas, we had a great time of fellowship uh, last night. That was a joy, and, and we had a time of testimony. And uh, being overseas, there's nothing like it. You're away from family, you're away from friends, you're away from home, and you come together as a church, a body of believers. It's a little bit different from here stateside. If you're in the military and you've been overseas, you know what I'm talking about. And the opportunities for fellowship are great. Being overseas, uh, uh, the men of the church will often get together for fellowship. One time uh, in Okinawa, we had the opportunity to go deep sea fishing. Oh, it was such a joy. And uh, to, to go out, uh, and the plan was to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Who would want to do that? Wake up at, no, no, we had to be at the, the gate, gate three at four o'clock in the morning to drive down an hour and a half, two hours down to the dock uh, and then to get on the boat there and, and to ride out to sea for about two hours to that captain's honey hole, his fishing spot. Like, wow, that's a lot of preparation. That's a lot of, of work even just to get there. I'll tell you, I took the Dramamine the two days before the night prior. I, I was making sure I was going to go out there and I was going to get into some mahi-mahi, some yellowfin tuna. I was making sure I was ready. But you know what? You know what the captain said? We finally get out to the, we get out there into this honey hole. He's starting to, that fish finder is starting to ping, 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 ping. He's like, all right, man, uh, you, 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 are you ready? I, I need, he's, he's slowing to a trawl and he, he's, he's kind of coasting into his honey hole and he's all right, now I need you to take your hook. Listen to me, uh, you fishermen that, that are out there, I need you to take your hook. Go through the eye and flip it around, go through the belly, take that minnow. And he's like, okay, I think I could do that, Captain. He says, but you got to listen to me. It's loud and clear. You, uh, it's very simple, through the eye, through the belly. And then once you're done, take your line and drop it in the water. I was like, What? I'm ready to fit. Yeah. No, he says, no, just drop it in the water. He goes back into the boathouse. He looks at his fish finder. He comes out and he says, all right, you have to do what I say. 
Do what I say. Start pulling on the line. How many times I tell you? He goes back into that bow house one last time. He comes out and he's looking at the depth of the fish. And he comes out and he yells, A hundred pools! A hundred pools? Oh, I could do the math. You know, a hundred pools, about three feet, that's 300 feet down. That's a lot of work. But I tell you, there's ten of us men there. And the captain, before we started fishing, he lined us up on one side of the boat so our lines wouldn't get crossed. One here, one here, one here, and ten of us all lined out. And, and, and he said, a hundred pulls. I was like, well, okay, a hundred pulls. So I count, start counting, and I'm going. 78, 99, 100, 100. Fish on, okay, yeah. The guy next to me, how, 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 how deep did you go? A hundred pulls. He's, he's okay, 102, 103. Fish on, we got a double. Oh, there was joy. We were sitting there reeling it in. But what did we have to do? We had to listen to the captain. Are you listening to the captain of this world, the Lord Jesus Christ? Here, if I, if I were to use that same analogy here at Heritage, or, or do you have your line in the water? And there was nine of us there. But you can say soul winning. Are you involved in soul winning? The days that you go out, are you, are you involved in the choir, Sunday school, hey, the, the discipleship program that's going on here, whatever ministries that you have here, and then are, are you, here it is, Faith Promise Sunday. You have a line in the water. But the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, hey, are you ready? How deep are you going to go? I, I need you to pull on the line. I, I, I need you to cast out into the deep. And here it is, turn to Psalm. Psalm 107. The Lord Jesus Christ is saying, hey, I need, I need all of you. I, I need you to get off the shoreline. I can't handle that. I, I, I desire you to be uh, out uh, in a specific place. Psalm 107 and verse number 23. There's some words here in the following verses that they trouble my heart. It tells us in Psalm 107, starting in verse number 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Oh, we need to give. We need to rejoice what He does in our life. Amen. I told you there's a couple words here. Verse number three, they, they, that word is not all. They that go down to the sea in ships. Not, and I'm telling you, and I'm just saying what the scripture says, they that go down to the sea in ships, that, that, that do business in great waters, it's those individuals today that obey the Holy Spirit that say, hey, I'm going to get involved in faith promise and, I, and I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to labor for the cause of Christ as much as I can. It tells us, and, and it just tells us they. If you look around to your neighbor, there's some of us here. It doesn't say all. Some of us here are going to pull up the budget. Say, oh, I, 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 can, I can only do this. This is the only thing I can afford to do right now. It says, they that go down to the sea and ships that do business in great waters are, is your faith on the shoreline today or is it out there 
and great waters because it tells us these, verse number 20, these see the works of the Lord. And what does it say? And His wonders in the deep. Oh, the captain of our lives is saying, hey, I can't, you need to get off the shoreline. You need to have multiple lines in ministry and they need to be deep. Just keep on laboring because just like at that illustration, I use that deep sea fish and we, we laid that, that fish on the dock when we got back that day, 65 mahi, mahi, yellow fish. Oh, it was a great catch. But may I remind you, those disciples, those two, we uh, called into the ministry. Peter was, and, 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 and uh, right before the ascension, what were they do? They were dragging their nets with them. We're supposed to be fishers of men. But is our line in the water? And if it is, how many lines do you have in the water? And here it is. How deep are they? Are, they la- are you laboring? There's a lot of labor that goes in for us to go after that which is lost. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, uh, Lord, for the challenge that we have to, uh, to be in deep waters with you, allowing you to do the wondrous works of what only you can do. And I pray today we would see you do a work here at Heritage Baptist Church. And I thank you for this time uh, in your word this morning. Work in hearts, I do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.